0: on town. Bless you. Bless you. Oh, bless you. Bless you. Where are you going, my beautiful friend? Is this the road that we take till the end? And if we break down, are we left behind? Is this the highway of all mankind? I suspect. Indeed, here we go. Another edition of Jamal About Sports coming to you on a Wednesday, October 2nd, 2019. As always, I'm your host, Jamal Hayden. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Jamal About Sports. Kicking off the show, The Globe, by Big Audio Dynamite. Uh, Mick Jones, formerly of The Clash, started uh, his own band back in the uh, mid-80s after The Clash broke up. This was actually called Big Audio Dynamite 2 for some reason. Uh, Album was called The Globe uh, Huge album When I was in college I think 91, 92 One of my senior years Either my first senior year or my second senior year But in any event We digress We've got a big show to get to We've got week four of the NFL in the books um, And we've got Major League Baseball playoffs And we'll begin there With uh, the wild card game in the National League Last night you had uh, the Brewers, who were ragingly hot, 18 and five in their last 23, um, I think, and that was even at, and that was since their best player, Christian Yelich, went down with the uh, the leg fracture. Um, you know, they did it in a number of ways, all kinds of bullpen guys. Look, the Brewers are very smart in the way they deploy their extra resources. So we've talked about. The fact that, you know Major League Baseball, these rules are idiotic And I think they're changing next year But this was the last year where the rosters Could expand to 40 guys And so if you're a team in a playoff race You call up, you know, normally it's 25 It's an extra 15 You call up 5 or 6 guys That are relievers That can get you 1 out, 2 outs Um, Some guys maybe can go multiple innings I mean, so the Brewers, you look at their pitching staff Not very good on paper Particularly their starters Bullpen's another story Particularly with Hayter um, But they used that to their full advantage And uh, that was a big reason why they got hot Now listen, guys like Grandal stepped up Guys like Mike Mustakis stepped up um, Even Ryan Braun He had a big grand slam in the game against the Reds So other guys stepped up The, uh, the rookie second baseman uh, Hura stepped up, so they, they had other guys step up after Yelich went down. Um, so anyway, they played great down the stretch. I mean, listen, look at it this way. All right, the Mets finished with 86 wins, and those Braves games, who knows? Had, had the Mets had those games meant something to the Braves, and they were not, they were never going to mean anything to the Braves as far as the Braves situation. But if the Mets needed those games, I bet you the Braves play those games a little bit differently. But let's just say, for argument's sake. The Mets got to 86 wins. Um, you know, had the Brewers just been on like a reasonable, you know, instead of 18 and 5, 15 and 8, right? Something like that. The Mets might have been able to at least force a, a one game play in. So uh, kudos to Milwaukee for getting in. Uh, same goes for the Nationals. They got very hot down the stretch too. They've now, after last night's win, and we'll get to the game in a second, they've won nine games in a row. So they won their last eight. They started the season nineteen and thirty-one and ended up winning what ninety-two games. Now the Nationals are very much like the Mets. They're very similar in that they have very good starting pitching, particularly their top three, with Scherzer, Strasburg, and 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 Patrick Corbin. And, and, and listen, I know Patrick Corbin; he had a good year. I know he had a he was a he was a big free agent. I, I'm not a huge Patrick Corbin guy. He's a good number three starter. He gets paid a lot of money to probably be better than what he is. You know, maybe because the Mets hit him up a little bit this year. Um, you know, he's not lights out, locked down guy. But he's but he's he, listen, he's better than most three starters for you know number three starter. So very good, the top three, very good lineup. Can score runs with the best of them Nationals, like a lot of teams Particularly in the National League The the bullpen has been their issue And we talked about it all season I mean, the Mets beat up their bullpen a couple of games They got us back in the the six-run lead that the Mets blew Um, So, you know, but that lineup is very good Especially when Trey Turner's back in the lineup You know, Rendon, MVP candidate They've got, you know, Robles and Soto The two young kids um, you know Adam Eaton's pesky. They've got good bench players. You know as Drupal Cabrera was a good late season pickup for them. Good professional hitter. You know Gerardo uh, Parra, Suzuki can hit off the bench. The backup catcher. Um, so you know they're 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 dangerous. They're oh, Howie Kendrick. You know guy just hits 300 every year. So they, they, it's a good lineup. But anyway, last night's game. So the Nationals postseason record has been atrocious, right? There were seasons where they were the heavy favorite and couldn't get out of the first round. Um, they had, I think, a 2 nothing lead against the Cardinals back in 2012, blew that. So, the, you know, they, you had uh, the season where they, you know, I think Strasburg, what, maybe, what was it, they, they limited his pitching or something like that? It was when he was coming off Tommy John surgery. In any event, I mean, basically... Uh, Matt Williams lost his job because he couldn't get them through the playoffs Dusty Baker lost his job because he couldn't get them through the playoffs and so their, their postseason track record is is very bad um, so I know this is considered a, a playoff game um, and uh, but it's the wild card game right it's the play in game but in any event they needed this game in the worst way they had Scherzer going their big stud, Right, against the Brewers, who again, super hot down the stretch You would think eventually some of that, 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 that heat is going to wear off Now again, Nationals were also hot coming into this stretch But not as hot as the Brewers for as long as the Brewers And the Brewers had a guy named Brandon Woodruff going Who had a nice year, like 12-4 and four with a 3-something ERA Hard thrower um, But the game couldn't have gone any worse for the Nationals to start Scherzer walks the leadoff hitter Two pitches that look like they were strikes get called balls Very next pitch tries to get ahead on Grandal Parks a home run They're down 2-0 before you can even blink Nationals don't do anything in the first inning Second inning uh, Marcus Thames hits a home run Not Marcus Thames, what's his name? It is Marcus Thames is the old Yankee Uh, We'll get to it in a second But, But the first, Eric Thames Set the first baseman for the Brewers Hits a home run It's 3-0 Place is dead It's in It's in D.C. the game Place is dead um, You've got uh, Woodruff mowing The Nationals down Basically good old fashioned country hardball Here it is come and get it boys Just throwing 98-99 Not messing around with offspeed. At what point is first I think it was first 30 pitches 26 were fastballs They showed last night Actually, decent job out of TBS, surprisingly. I mean, listen, I understand Ernie Johnson's a nice guy. Uh, stick to basketball, please, Ernie. He's not a good baseball play-by-play guy. Now, thankfully, they got Ron Darling in the booth. Uh, so that, that makes it uh, bearable. But then, of course, they have to shoehorn you know, a third ex, you know, a second ex-player into the, into the proceedings. It's just it's too much. Get a traditional baseball play. There's a million of them around. Go hire Gary Cohen, please, for, for, for postseason Go get John Miller, I don't care, from the Giants Get, get me a, a real baseball play-by-play guy, not Ernie Johnson Stick to basketball, Ernie He's a nice guy, nothing against him Not good at baseball he's not, Ernie Johnson's not a good in-game guy He's a studio guy, that's what he's good at He's good at playing you know, traffic cop with the three knuckleheads on the set over there on TNT and TBS, it's basketball Anyway uh, I digress <laughs> So it's 3-0 The Nationals are look dead in the water And I understand That this had been Craig Council's Blueprint all year Which was, you know, starters go 4 Maybe 5 Then you bring in your bullpen uh, I'm sorry Brandon Woodruff threw 52 pitches He gave up a home run to Turner to Trey Turner, solo home run Okay, no big deal Other than that, one, only one other hit, no walks Four innings, three strikeouts Takes him out after four innings I'm sorry, it's idiotic Idiotic Leave the guy in there 52 pitches in four innings Gave up the one solo home run Big deal You don't mind that with a three-nothing lead Better than walks So I understand the next two guys he brings in Suter and then Pomerantz Pitch three scoreless innings But how about Woodruff goes five Then Suter picks the sixth and Then Pomerantz could pitch the seventh and eighth And then you could bring Hader in In the ninth You don't have to bring Hader in in the eighth Which he did And then of course the Nationals rally With a walk A hit batsman A bloop To load the bases And then a base hit to right field that the rookie right fielder, who's playing in place of Christian Yelich, uh, what's the kid's name? Uh, and 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 this kid had played fairly well for them too, and he's he's considered a a top prospect. Um, let's see. Oh, Grisham overruns the play, so uh, clears the bases. Nationals win four three. Brewers put a guy on in the top of the ninth Last out was a fairly deep fly ball To left center field to the warning track That's it So an enormous much needed win Nationals ended up winning 92 games by the way In a regular season Brewers won 88 And I believe I had that I needed the Mets to go What 24 and 14 in the last 38 To get to 88 wins That's what I thought 88 was the number for that second wild card And I was right Because Brewers won 89 Well no I guess I'm wrong They won 89 so I was wrong Excuse me. I was close. So a much-needed win for the Nationals to get that postseason monkey off their back, and now they're playing with houses' money because they're playing the Dodgers. The Dodgers are going to be the favorite, right? Dodgers won won, one, what, one? How many games? One hundred and ten games, one hundred and five games. And for the Brewers, listen, a nice, great finish to the season. Again, especially considering your best player got hurt. But that's a brutal loss last night And again, I don't understand these managers I, 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 I understand play, Playoffs Are different than regular season I, I point that out on the show constantly And I get that It's a different game today But when you got a guy who's rolling Just leave him in there Don't overthink it And Craig Count's a good manager But, I mean, really And I, that's, it, listen, it's not a guarantee That the game would have come out differently but it just, you're sort of like just defying all logic. You know, it's, it's like, who are you going to believe, me or your lying eyes? Like enough with the data and the analytics and all the nonsense. What the hell is the guy doing in that moment in this game? And Woodruff was pitching great, and he takes him out after four innings. I just don't get it. I'm never going to agree with it. Now, if he was laboring and he would had a tough inning the inning before, okay, I guess I could understand it, but he wasn't. So, congrats to the Nats. Brutal loss for the Brewers. Brewers are good, and they're not going anywhere. They got you know Grisham, despite the error last night, is highly touted prospect. Uh, the second baseman Hyura is a young player. He's a rookie. I think he had 21-22 home runs, and you know, not even uh, in about half a half a season. About 300 or so at-bats They're going to have Yelich back next year I think Moustakis will be on the team next year I think, yeah, Kane is definitely signed for next year Lorenzo Kane, the center fielder I mean, it's a good team It's a good team, they're not going anywhere And I'll be honest, I was rooting for the Brewers First of all, I I went to a Mets-Brewers game Jeez, it's 12 years ago now already but love the stadium, love the people, love the little area around the stadium. It was great. Had a great experience there. Um, so I, I, I have no ill will against the Brewers. I like when they wear their throwback uniforms. Their new uniforms are atrocious, but their throwbacks to the '80s are good. Um, and plus, I don't like the Nationals because they're in the Mets division and they're a thorn in the Mets' side. So I was definitely rooting for Milwaukee last night. It was a, it was a brutal loss, brutal. So now, the uh, as I said, the Nats play the Dodgers. So and that'll be tomorrow night. Look, the Dodgers are, as I said, they're they're, they're the prohibitive favorite in the National League. They had the best record. They've got the best team as far as lineup is concerned. Boy, this ESPN site. Is the absolute worst. Be slower if you get a chance. What a disaster. Um, yeah, Dodgers won 106 games. And the Dodgers with Kershaw, who, by the way, has had his postseason troubles. Right, for as dominant as he's been in the regular season, he has not matched that dominance in the postseason. I mean, in the regular season, his, dominance, his regular season dominance has not matched his... His postseason performance has not matched his regular season performance. Um. He hasn't been horrible. He's had some games that have been bad. He's had some games that have been good. He hasn't been a total bust. But... You still expect that he could give you A great start And then Walker Buehler had a very good year for them And um, Rojan uh, <laughs> Of course I'm forgetting Their other stud pitcher's name the Korean kid The lefty um, Let's see why, why am I blanking on this It's the last name Oh my god ESPN.com You are the absolute worst Hinjun Ru, Jeez Louise uh, Had a great year for them too So I mean Kershaw won 16 games Ru won 14 I mean here you go Ru won 14 and 5 With a 232 ERA it Was a prohibitive favorite To win this, this Cy Young Until he had a, a bad stretch Middle late to the year Walker Buehler went 14 and four with a 3.26 ERA, and Kershaw went 16 and five with a 3.03 ERA. They all had WHIPs barely above one. All had very good years. Now they're going to put Kent Maeda in the bullpen to help out there. Kenley Jansen, their closer, had a rough year with eight blown saves. He's a bit of a high wire act these days. Um, you know, but they've got some guys in that bullpen. I mean, you know, Uri- U- Urias can be good at times, can be shaky at times Baez, same thing they're going to put uh, what's his face, the big red headed kid they called up, he's going to go to the bullpen Dustin May he can throw hard so it'll be interesting to see what that bullpen does because that's the that's, as I said, <laughs> that's the Dodgers' Achilles heel But they will definitely be favored In that series against the Nationals So the Nationals are playing with House's money And a team that's playing with House's money is always dangerous And like I said the Nationals, their, their three starters match up with the, with the Dodgers three starters Nationals lineup might not be Quite as deep as the Dodgers They may not have quite as deep a bench as the Dodgers But it's pretty close It's going to come down to bullpens Whoever can figure out they, if, if one team gets a hot bullpen guy That's going to decide that series And now in the American League, you've got Tampa Bay and Oakland tonight. Um, Tampa Bay talking about bullpens. They're the anti-National League teams. Their bullpen's fantastic. They've got like five guys there that all throw hard. They all have different looks to them. Some guys are very heavy slider guys. Some guys are two-seam fastball guys. Some guys are four-seam fastball guys. Some guys are curveball guys. Split finger I mean, they're they're they give you a million different looks out of that bullpen. I watched them against the Yankees late in the year. They, that's a very good bullpen, and very tough to, to time up. And you know, Tampa Bay catches everything, right? They're not going to beat themselves. They make every play in the field, and they've got enough guys that can hit. Plus, they've got Blake Snell back and Tyler Glasnell back. Tampa Bay gets past Oakland. They they are going to be a tough out. Now, Oakland's no pushover. They won what, 94 games, 95 games, and I think they're going to have Manaya pitch tonight. Their best pitcher, who just came back late in the year, I think. And that Oakland lineup is good. And if you haven't seen Matt Chapman play third base, check him out. One of the best third basemen in baseball, probably just behind Nolan Arenado in Colorado, or Rendon in Washington. I mean, there are a lot of good third basemen, by the way. Young, good young third basemen. In the major leagues right now Justin Turner's not that young But still really One of the very good ones um, So that game will be interesting tonight And then the winner of that game Will play the Astros And then the Yankees play Their 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 punching bag The Twins Now Again, the Twins lineup can hit with anybody Including the Yankees Question is Can Barrios give him a good first start? I assume it's going to be against Severino Or are the Yankees going to go with Tanaka? Uh, I don't know yet I don't think that's been determined yet um, but same thing. That series will come down a bullpen. The Yankees. The Yankees have a, a very good bullpen. You know, sort of lost in, in, in all the, the the lost in the sauce this year a little bit is the fact that Chapman had a very good year for the Yankees. Now Adavino can be great, and he can give you Ajita. Uh, same with Britain. You know, all the guys in front of Chapman can be lights out, and then they can be shaky. With the walks, Adavino—that's his big problem—is control and walks. If he's throwing strikes, he's nearly unhittable. And if Britain's got his good sinker going, you know you're gonna get lots of ground balls. So, and the A's uh, bull—the A's, the Twins bullpen, eh, eh, and their starting staff kind of eh, other than Barrios. So, yeah, you got Charlie Morton versus Sean tonight. Very good pitching matchup. Charlie Morton had a great year again for Tampa. I mean, that's the thing. Tampa Bay gets in. You're going to have to deal with Charlie Morton. You're going to have to deal with Glass, uh, with Glasnow and, and Snell. And then that bullpen. I'm telling you, Tampa Bay will be a tough out. Nobody wants to play them. All right, we're going to take a short break. We'll be back with week four of the NFL right after this. Okay, we're back here at Jamal About Sports so week four, NFL um, Some good games And actually, my lines were probably the game of the week Against the Chiefs You know, Chiefs red hot 3-0, putting up all kinds of points Mahomes averaging about 380 yards a game um, You know, just rolling Over people And look Obviously, you'd like the lines to win that game They took a lead late with about two little over two minutes left Which I knew was too much time but Lions played a hell of a game Look, they had, they had some stupid mistakes The Carry-on Johnson play I mean, that just can't happen Can't happen You can't, on first down, get stopped short of the goal line Be lying on your back And carelessly hold the ball over your head Where you don't even see what's going on Because you're on your back You're looking up at the stadium ceiling And just carelessly put the ball out like that And then Kenny Galladay is standing right there When Breshard Breeland picked it up And starts running past him He could have knocked the guy flat on his back and he kind of did it for a second And then pulled his hands away Look, you got to play through the whistle The refs never blew the whistle And I have to admit That's what they're supposed to do Because all turnovers are reviewed And all scoring plays are reviewed They're supposed to let the play go through They didn't do it in the. I talked about it last week Where they screwed the, the Saints out of that In that Rams game A couple weeks ago they did it to the Lions in this playoff game against the Saints way back in 2011. Drives me nuts when they do that. So the refs actually did the right thing there. The Lions screwed that up. Play through the whistle. First of all, Carryon Johnson messed it up, and to his credit, he admitted as much after the game and said, "Look, I can't be doing that." So, but I mean, that's obviously that's a, that's basically a 14-point swing, right? I mean, it's going to be second and goal from about the one-foot line. You got to think the Lions get in and score a touchdown there, and instead the Chiefs have a touchdown the other way, and it's 20 to 13 Chiefs instead of 20 to 13 Lions. It's brutal in a game you lose by four points. Brutal. And you had before that the touchdown of Galladay in the back of the end zone somehow negated, which again, I guess I don't understand this stupid new catch rule because yes, the ball moved, but it never touched the ground and it moved. After he hit out of bounds Out of the back of the end zone Both feet were clearly in He had possession when both feet Hit in bounds in the back of the end zone Then after he hit out of bounds See, when you're out of bounds You're out of bounds The play should be over You shouldn't have to possess the ball all the way through anyway But in this instance He didn't drop the ball The ball moved a little bit But it never hit the ground I thought the new rule is that's allowed And of course when they come back And the call on the field was touchdown And what we've seen mostly The majority is The call on the field stands Unless there's overwhelming evidence To overturn it And they come back and just say The pass was ruled incomplete No explanation Usually they give you an explanation Like well the ball moved Or it hit the ground or something They gave you nothing It was a joke And then of course one play later, Stafford trying to do too much Fumbles, the Chiefs recover Now, the Lions got the ball right back About three plays later themselves on defense But still That hurt too, that's at least three points You could say that on Johnson Let's say they don't score a touchdown there that, That's another three points, At six points A game you lose by four So As infuriating as that overturn was And some no calls late in the game That the Lions of course didn't get I can't really blame this on the refs The Lions shot themselves in the foot Now look, they made a valiant effort Stafford drove him down the field again In the fourth quarter again When he needed to Big time drive to give him the lead And the Lions defense had a chance to get off the field twice Fourth and eight mix up in assignments They let Mahomes free and run for 15 yards On first down, for a first down You can't have it And then later in that drive Justin Coleman, who played a phenomenal game and was a big reason why the Lions were in that game and had a lead, he, he, had, he forced two fumbles and, and had a pass breakup in the end zone. Played great. Had a shot at an interception in home, on Mahomes in the end zone. And granted, it would have been a phenomenal catch and he did a great job in coverage and got his head turned around and batted the ball away but batted it to himself. Had a chance to intercept it. He knows it. And couldn't quite hold on. He picks the ball off there game over. Lions get off the field on fourth and eight, game over So they had two chances later To get off the field So I'm not putting this on the refs, it's on the Lions They had their chances And they didn't convert That's the negative The positive is the Lions went toe-to-toe With one of the best teams in the league They ran the ball effectively They threw the ball effectively The offense was balanced beyond belief It's the most balanced attack the Lions have put forth in a while The offensive line held up pretty well Yeah, they got four sacks But a a couple of them were coverage sacks Stafford had plenty of time to throw when he needed to And by the way, he was playing hurt And played, again, valiantly Ran over a linebacker on that last drive To get another couple of yards So While there are no such thing as moral victories, I guess When it's still early in the season And you're trying to assess Your team Any team And they play one of the best teams in the league And they play them pretty much toe to toe Pretty much even You gotta think that that Bodes well for the rest of the year Now look, the NFC North looks like a good division Chicago's defense is legit again Now their offense Who knows, I'm not a Trubisky guy They're probably better off with Chase Daniel who played for an injured Trubisky last week is probably going to play these next couple of games. The Vikings, their defense is good too, but Kirk Cousins. Now it looks like it's mental. I mean, you guys all know my feelings about Kirk Cousins. I mean, he was awful again. The statistics weren't awful in the game against the Bears, but in must-have situations, he was terrible. Had Adam Thielen wide open for a touchdown, overthrew him. Had a huge fumble. That derailed the drive when they were in the red zone I mean, you know It looks like all of the talk about Kirk Cousins Being a non-clutch quarterback Is starting to now get in Kirk Cousins' head He, He seems all too aware That that's his reputation But the Vikings Look, they can run the ball They do have weapons Kirk Cousins can get hot at times Diggs is really good Feline's really good Dalvin Cook. I mean, they've got some weapons over there. Offensive line's a little shaky. And then Green Bay, healthy Aaron Rodgers and a decent defense, which it looks like they might have. So that division is going to be brutal this year. It's going to be brutal. Lions have to take advantage of some of these supposedly easier games, like when they play the Raiders and Tampa Bay, some of these other teams. But honestly I came away encouraged And I, I came away This wasn't a same old Lions thing to me Now I understand they had some of the stupid wacky stuff You had the carry-on Johnson play You had the overturn of the Galladay touchdown You had them throwing Marvin Jones down uh, At the end of the game on the Hail Mary And of course the Lions not getting a call And you had on the Chiefs winning touchdown A clear hold where the left guard for the Chiefs Grabs Snacks Harrison around the neck And yanks him down into the end zone As clear as day Basically the, the block they cleared the way For the back to barely get into the end zone so dis- But despite all of that Again the Lions had their chances They did not lose this game Because of the refs Or some stupid quirky rule Or something like that But I'd say for about 85 to 90% of that game, the Lions played really, really well. And the secondary, I have to say, I mean, look, it's the first game Mahomes has gone without throwing a touchdown in a long time. And yes, look, he still made the plays when he needed to. That's the mark of a great player. When you don't have your A game and you still get your team a win... You still drive your team down for the winning score. It's a mark of a great player, and he is a great player. You know, it's like a starting pitcher who doesn't have his A game, doesn't have his, you know, it's like when DeGrom doesn't have his A stuff, but he still grinds for seven innings and two runs. Similar situation. But that Lions defense, I mean, look, they forced turnovers. These were not the Chiefs bumbling and stumbling around. The Lions made a concerted effort to punch balls loose. Justin Coleman's playing great, Rashawn Melvin playing great. I mean, they did this without Darius Slay, their top corner And they didn't give up a touchdown pass And the Lions pass rush Has barely been existent I mean, they, they did force Mahomes into some Off uh, Schedule, as they say, throws We Made him get rid of the ball a little sooner Than he wanted to at times They had some pressure on him But it's not like the Lions have a Ferocious pass rush, that secondary's playing great Right now, and look, look who they played They played Philip Rivers, really good Carson Wentz, really good and Mahomes, really good And Kyler Murray, who granted He's a rookie, but you know He's put up some points and some numbers So far early in his career So it's not like the, 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 the Lions have played a bunch of tomato cans here He played some three really good Quarterbacks You know, one guy's the MVP In Mahomes, Phillip Rivers One of the best quarterbacks in the last 15 years And Carson Wentz When he plays is really good As evidenced by the fact he went on the road And beat Green Bay in Green Bay two weeks ago There's a lot to like here And the bye week comes at a good time Because Quandre Diggs got hurt in that game As I said Slade didn't play the game TJ Hawkinson the, the tight end Rookie tight end for the Lions got hurt Making a silly play trying to leap over a guy You see this more and more guys are doing this It's really dangerous First of all you're putting, the ball, first of all, you're putting yourself at risk And he, he got a concussion as a result Because you have no way to break your fall If you go up and over and the guy doesn't fall for it And, and trips you up And you're putting the, balls, the ball at risk Because you could easily fumble in that situation So uh, Patricia did At least did come out and make a point And say he doesn't want guys doing that Hopefully that's the last we see of that Unless you could tell that the guy's definitely going low, really low, trying to take your ankles out. All right, other games of note. Speaking of that Chicago-Minnesota game, I mean, look, the Bears' defense looked phenomenal. I mean, they didn't even have Roquan Smith and the guy Kwiatkowski, the kid from West Virginia, played a hell of a game in his stead. Uh, They didn't have Akeem Hicks. Uh, Nick Miller played great in his stead. I mean, look... Bears are really good. Khalil Mack, we know the whole thing. Secondary is good enough. Chase Daniel played well enough. Played well, actually. Allen Robinson's a very good receiver. Taylor Gabriel's a very good sort of gadget player. Same thing goes for uh, what's his face? The little running back, 29, can't remember his name now. <laughs> uh, you know they've got some they've got some weapons over there on offense. Anthony Miller, I thought would have a better, bigger impact. Their other receiver, the kid from Memphis, from last year. Tyree Cohen, jeez, Louise, that's the running back. Um, I know everybody's in love with the third round pick from Iowa State. Um, I, I think he's okay, not great. I don't think he's a star, but again, that game was much more to me about Minnesota and, and about Kirk Cousins. He just he looks spooked right now. He does. I mean, they gave up 16 points, and Minnesota didn't score till you know with about five minutes left in that game. I think six minutes left. They could have had a chance to cut it to 16-8. Didn't get the two point conversion. One of the big upsets of the day Was Tampa Bay over the Rams uh, Jared Goff looked absolutely atrocious I understand he threw for 400 and something yards They threw the ball What 60 something times It's too many I mean you have Todd Gurley there he, he did have two rushing touchdowns But he only had about six carries Now I understand they were down 21-0 But they got that game close late To 45 Well This is Yeah so it was 45 30 Hold on. 45-34. Right. They're down 11. Rams score a touchdown to should make it 45-41 cuz there was I think it was late in the third quarter at this point or maybe it was early in the fourth but there was a lot of time left. You score the touchdown there. You go you kick the extra point, especially the Rams. They have Greg Zerline He's one of the best kickers in the league. Perfect weather outside. You make it 45-41. Why? Because if you now hold Tampa Bay to a field goal, now you're still only down seven. If you go for two and you don't get it, now you're down eight. It's amazing to me how these coaches do not understand this. This is simple stuff. And, of course, the Rams went for two and didn't get it. And then guess what? Tampa Bay came back, kicked a field goal to go up eight. Now, it ended up not mattering because the Rams had a fumble that got scooped up by and spoo of all people, for a touchdown, Um, But again That's a major mistake As far as I'm concerned By Sean McVay The genius Who everybody loves Um, Also talked a little bit About Pat's bills Look Pat's defense I guess is really good Uh, You know They haven't really played A very good offense yet And I would put the bills In that category Uh, Congratulations to Frank Gore Got to 15,000 yards For his career He's going to pass Barry Sanders next Now obviously a lot of that is due to longevity But you know what That deserves a lot of praise too The guy's a running back in the NFL He's played for 15 years And he's still effective It's impressive Uh, The big play in that Not the big play But a a big play in that game Was the cheap shot on Josh Allen Helmet to helmet hit that should have been an ejection And if that was on Tom Brady The guy would probably be banned from the NFL for life But because it's the Patriots Yes they called the penalty But no ejection, play on I mean again You want to say he couldn't avoid it Whatever blah 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 Again the fact is it's not These, these are not called equitably If that's Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady The guy's ejected from the game End of story That was a huge play Because then Josh Allen Got knocked out of the game Not that Josh Allen's great And he wasn't playing All that well But I mean he's mobile He's a threat I mean he threw three picks He was 13 for 28 He had a bad game But that Bill's defense Is legit I mean they did a number On Tom Brady Tom Brady did nothing In that game You know 150 yards Passing and an interception Bill's defense is legit Their offense isn't good enough For them to play With the big boy Well they played with The Patriots But they're not going to beat Really good teams like the Chiefs Or the Patriots Because their offense isn't good enough Because they don't have anyone dynamic At the receiver position We talked about that last week But that defense is legit uh, Weird game in, in Atlanta t- t- Titans beat up on the Falcons 24-10 Falcons look all wrong They're 1-3 The Thursday night game was the Eagles-Packers That was another one Doug Peterson gets bailed out Idiotically goes for two to put his team up nine I mean that made no sense And then Rodgers you know throws interception On the goal line late in the game When it looks like they're going to go tie the game Peterson would have gotten crushed if they ended up losing that game in overtime I mean I, I, that, that one really Made no sense What are you trying to go up nine for First of all you could still lose By one because if the Packers Score quick and then Then they only need a field goal So that made no sense None these guys trying to chase these points, it's idiotic, beyond belief. Now, one of the plays where I did uh, like a coach going for two, Oh, by the way, the Browns beat up on the Ravens. It's funny, right? Everybody hated the Browns. Everybody loved the Browns in the preseason, an all-off season, lots of hype. Then everybody liked to tear the Browns down. And then, listen, the Browns run their mouths a lot. And I've been a big Baker Mayfield supporter, but i, I I've grown tired of his act too. But, uh, and everybody loved the Ravens when they were 2-0 and Then they got smacked down by the Chiefs last week And they got smacked around by the Browns in Baltimore last week 40-25, Nick Chubb exploded for 165 yards Three touchdowns including an 88-yarder Ravens defense has given up 75 points in the last two games 73 points Now, giving up 33 to Kansas City, there's no shame in that, but you didn't expect them to give up 40 to the Browns at home. And now the Browns are right back in it at 2-2. Two two. That whole division, the best record is 2-2. Two two. They're 2-2. Two two, Ravens 2-2. Two two, Pittsburgh 1-3 after beating the hapless Bengals, who were 0-4 on Monday night. Talked about Tampa Bay and against the Rams. The score ended up being 55-40 because of the late defensive touchdown by Sue. Um, Jaguars Little magic Came back and beat the Broncos late 26-24 Gardner Minshew Continues to play well And then the Saints Won for the first time In like I don't know 20 years 30 years Without scoring a touchdown Beat the Cowboys In a bit of a snoozer On Sunday night 12-10 So that Is your Week 4 In the NFL Line's off this week We may take it off as well The college slate is not all that enticing again A couple of okay games here and there, nothing great Oh, I have to point out the fact that Maryland got completely embarrassed by Penn State last Friday night A pathetic and pitiful performance all the way around 59-0, Maryland was never in that game Well, they were. they had a chance early To make it 14-7, the quarterback threw a ridiculously bad interception at the goal line into triple coverage. Uh, Unfortunately, it looks like it's more of the same for Maryland. They don't have a quarterback. This Josh Jackson has been awful the last two games against Temple, and now Penn State. And and where I thought that Temple loss wasn't that bad, Temple then lost to Buffalo, and Buffalo lost this past week to Miami of Ohio. So it doesn't speak very well. And Maryland had a million chances to beat that Temple team and didn't. Loxley made a bunch of mistakes in that game. Looked like he did not have his team prepared at all for the Penn State game. Maryland's defense looks like one of the worst in the country, particularly that secondary. They don't cover anybody, they don't tackle anybody. And it's that, you know, having three or four great running backs doesn't help you when you're down 28 0. Now, to be fair to Jackson, the Maryland's offensive line is young and, and, and inconsistent But he had his first interception He had a guy wide open for a touchdown Didn't put enough air under the ball And the second interception he threw in a triple coverage Can't have it They play Rutgers this week If they lose to Rutgers Rutgers, by the way, just fired their coach and Now they're talking about bringing Shiano back And you know what? They might as well It's the only time they ever had any success So why not? I mean, they—they're wasting all this money over there anyway. You may as well pay the guy at least get back to being somewhat respectable. Although, again, it's not whatever conference they—they they used to be in the Big East, I guess. Now they're in the Big Ten. It's a different ball game. But that was a hideous display by my, my by my alma mater last Friday night. Very disappointing. Look, I'm not giving up on Loxley yet. It's two bad games Two really bad games And he's You know He needs at least A couple years probably To get all of his guys in here As far as recruiting is concerned And you know He inherited a bit of A a dumpster fire Let's keep that in mind But I mean 59-0 That's that's Randy Edsel nonsense I did not expect that Out of Mike Loxley you know, be competitive. All right, that's going to do it for this week's show. As always, thanks for listening. Check us out wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, iTunes, SoundCloud, website, jamalaboutsports.com, Facebook page, Jamal About Sports. And you can also check me out on Twitter at Jamal About Sport. No S. Until next time, peace out.